You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we faked you out because we made you think you weren't going to get an episode. <laughs> it's and here true. we are. It's true. We did. And we only got one listener episode, so yeah, fail to I everyone, know. but... Ellie. Well, yeah. So, thanks. But yeah. come on, y'all. I agree. So, clearly, y'all didn't want an episode that bad. <laughs> stories in. Um, but, no. We are coming to you because, as usual, we have had some snafus in our moving it is process. True. Well, we're moved. <laughs> However, cats have not arrived. No. Unfortunately. And they were supposed to get here yesterday. Yes. They are not here. Um, they are safe and sound at, still at Grandma and Grandpa's. Living the good that's, life. That's They're not fine. a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just had some issues with the um, airport over here. Yes. Having some staffing shortages. Um, so they have been kind of canceling and rebooking their flights. Um, yeah. So we're still waiting for them. Um, yeah. But our household goods did arrive. And yes. As always, in record time, we were able to get it. Well, this was the first move that we've done that typically we just have the boxes and stuff dropped and then we empty it and then we're stuck with like a room full of boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, They spoke no English. So Mm -hmm. there were a lot of charades. A lot of charades. (laughs) Uh, But they basically just like put a box down and opened it and Celeste and I just unwrapped and just sat stuff literally everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then they took the paper and boxes right back out the door. They did. And that was like the nicest thing I think amazing. I've ever experienced. And it was just, it was a really big day because our stuff came, um, our internet finally came. <laughs> so we're back to high speed internet, which is sure. nice. Um, and uh, I had to <laughs> go on a very scary adventure by myself because when you move to a foreign country and you get your things, you have to clear them with customs yes here in the city we are so I had to drive by myself because Caitlin was dealing with the internet (laughs) to the customs office and figure out where to park and where to go and our driver spoke no English and I speak (laughs) very little German so it was quite um a charade but it got done everything got passed and you you did and I'm so proud of you like that's I we were talking about it last night like how moving to a foreign country where the the language is definitely mm-hmm. a barrier, yeah. um, how difficult it can be. And so something that seems like, so like I haven't braved the car wash yet. Like I'm anxious right. and nervous to like go to the car wash. We just got through the bakery. I mean, we-, <laughs> <laughs> we did go to the bakery. It just is like for us and anybody else that's done this before mm-hmm. realizes that like the little things are like huge victories. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing the bakery was a huge one. You driving, to a building (laughs) it was a huge deal you know and I know once we do the car wash like that's gonna be a big deal Mm -hmm. um so I'm proud of you it it went really well we nothing was broken no everything was intact I'm always so surprised because like we have really nice like wine glasses and Mm -hmm. champagne glasses but they're like very fragile yeah how they they don't break anything nothing I don't know that's like professional packing going on yeah well yeah (laughs) It's what they do for it a is their job, so fair <laughs> enough. Um, it is. Yeah, no, we um, got everything moved in. It's been a, you know, just, I would say we got our stuff Wednesday. Thursday was pretty much just balls to the wall and packing. And it's been, like, today is, I wish that we would have done this while we were 
unpacking. Mm-hmm. Um, the our windows have what are called roulades. Yes, which are like shades that come all the way automatic down. shades. Yeah, and it is currently like. 100 degrees. We're coming to you from the pit of hell, Germany. (laughs) That's where we are. It's true. Um, So it's super hot, but having all these shades down, obviously we see nothing outside and it's very dark in here, but it's kept the house like cool. We're having no air conditioning. Yes. uh, Other than our little window, not window unit. Well, it is a window unit, I guess. Standing unit. It's a portable one, yeah. um, In our room. So we can like sleep comfortably. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've kept it quite cool. It has, yeah. I'm, I'm. pleasantly surprised me too i am very surprised and um just know that if you have if you're in germany i am sweating alongside you and feel your pain i think all of europe's getting hit by a it is or most of europe's getting hit by a heat wave i looked at the like heat map and it's like it's all of europe it's hot everywhere (laughs) so um listeners in the u.s i am asking you a favor if you live in a hot place with central ac go you know hug your unit because um (laughs) she's working hard she's working hard and um I've I miss it. Forgotten what it's like to not have AC now. So That's true, but it's not bad. This is good. We're getting through it. You know, it's only two days that it's going to be really. And hot. then Monday, I think it's like seventy degrees as a high. I'm like, we're going to freeze. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> so ready for that. So, but we've yes. got all our errands done and stuff done. Yep, we went yesterday. Early. Yep. And just I think everyone else because it was so busy out. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had the same idea. Still yeah. Gonna, meanwhile, our neighbors are like. <laughs> She asked me to come over and bake bread with her. I'm like, I'm not Girl. turning another one when it's 95 with no heat or like, no AC. I'm like, listen, the joke is going to be on you because you crank that oven on. I'm going to have to like take off all my clothes and then that's just <laughs> not going to be easy on the eyes for anyone. So it's your, um, you know, you, you brought that on yourself. It's true. Yes. So I'm glad I could get an episode in to, mm-hmm. like this week. Yeah. Since I, I don't think anybody is really necessarily looking forward to, well, maybe they're looking forward to it, but not expecting an episode. Oh, so. right. And hopefully. Oh, right. You just said that like a valley <laughs> girl. <laughs> and hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, the next time we record, we will have cats. Kitty cats. So they are rescheduled for next week. Um, so we're hoping that yeah. that all is fine. Um, yeah, but we are all unpacked and mm-hmm. we are settled. Um, we really had bought everything that we needed yep. before, so I don't really think there's much we need other than we need a table for the printer so it doesn't have to live on the desk. Yes. Oh, it's so nice to have a printer again. Let's I talk know. about Oh, that. I have to print my notes. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin finally got to go back to typing her notes. Um, and thank God that, you know, when Papa Ghoul got us our printer last Christmas, he got one that was dual voltage. Yes. So she does work over here. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have a printer. It's nice to feel like we have like things again and be functional people. It's true. And there's like, our house has such ample like cupboard space Mm -hmm. so I've been able to like spread things out and I'm still like getting used to where things are yeah and kind of I mean we've lived here for almost a month in this in the house yeah we moved in May so I obviously we knew all of our stuff was coming over so I bought like four little plates Uh two cups and they all lived in like one cupboard because there was nothing and now everything's spaced out so I'm like I'm still learning, like, which way, like, the cupboards open. I know, some I do that left, too. Some open on the right. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. It's true, it's yeah. Like learning our house all over again. Or our kitchen, at least. Yeah. I'm just grateful that our bed came oh. because I missed our bed so much more than I ever thought I would. Yep. Because it was perfectly shaped, like, to my body. 
It really is. It's so comfortable. It was funny. Um, the first night that we had our stuff in our bed, you know, together, I got up to go, like, pee in the middle of the night, and we have, a, like, a bath mat on the floor. Mm. It's, like, a darker color, mm-hmm. and it, like, scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> like, our house has been so empty for, for a month yeah. that I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, oh. It's true. We have, like, things again. Yeah. So. So that's been nice. It's kind of, like, it's weird now, like, seeing our stuff here. from the States, like, here. Mm-hmm. Just like, what? It definitely is all, like, strange to get used to. It's like... Yeah. But I feel like sometimes we forget that we're, like, literally on another continent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, yeah. Like, it just seems like it went so fast. It did. From, like, when we knew we were moving. Mm-hmm. Like, remember we're living in our empty house in South Carolina, mm-hmm. like, waiting to come over, and then staying in the hotel took forever. Yeah. But I'm like, it's just... It's, it's all worked out. It's definitely come with some uh, snafus and some bumps. And, you know, the cats are kind of the final bump that if we can get that smoothed yeah. out and get them here, then we're kind of good. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, I'm ready for them to come over, even Misha. Even Misha. And it's sad because we unpacked, like, blankets and stuff, and his, like, front, like her little fur was There was, like, it. a little fur ball that came off from one of the pillows, and I was like, oh, we just, I was, like, petting him. <laughs> That's all you get, y'all. No, thank you. Um, I was joking with your mom the other day. We were talking on the phone, and she was saying how Kitty was um, getting some treats or whatever and had her breakfast. And mm-hmm. she's like, Mishka's under the bed hiding. And we were saying, t- because they, they were still scheduled for the flight on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. She's like, I bet he's calling, like, the airline right now. <laughs> Little did we know. And then was. the next day when we found out that they were not flying, it's like, I was like, we were right. <laughs> he was. That's he was calling them. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that was not a fun phone call to get, but, know. you know. Well, it your mom had thought that we already knew. Had, right, because everyone thought that I, was, I had received an email and I had not gotten the email. Yeah. So your mom had to deliver that. That awful news. That was not fun. No. But hopefully, fingers crossed, they, they come this week. The next time you hear our voices, hopefully, you'll hear, hear Mishka in the back, too. Got her walling behind <laughs> us. Um, yes. Yes. So that's what we've been up to, just moving, sweating. Sweating, yeah. It's getting Now warmer. we're hiding. <laughs> we are. It's funny, because, like, our apartment building has four I think four units and then like the penthouse at the top. Mm-hmm. They all have their lot in the shades. Yeah. And like if you walk outside, that like shit is locked literally down. the whole building is just shut. There's a fortress over here. <laughs> it is. No, I I completely get it. And like I said, if anyone else is in Europe also sweating right now, then yeah. um, we feel your pain. We do. Because I walked to the grocery store this morning. I was already like out of breath yeah. by the time I got back. I was like, oh God. It's hot. It was heating up quick. Yeah. Well, now that we've rambled, we actually mm-hmm. do have an episode. <laughs> we did do research because we, you know, we have a printer. We have fast internet oh, again. and so great. The internet over here is weird. They, like, ship you. You order it. They ship you a router. A technician has to come and, like, turn, turn on. Open the internet up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then they literally, the guy was in here for, like, ten minutes and said, plug it in, wait, wait ten, ten minutes. minutes. And then he literally didn't even say goodbye. He just walked out the door. I was like, okay, and it took us two days to figure it out. It was not as easy as plugging it in. Because the password is not the actual password, as we discovered. It's this long-ass number, and thank God for our neighbor's son, 
who I'm sad that we're no longer the technologically savvy people. <laughs> He's like, it's this number. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, how the fuck? I'm like, oh man, we're getting old. Yeah, we are, but he, you know, thank God for him because he figured it out. <laughs> and we were able to get connected. Yes. So all is well. well. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're all right. Good. All right. So do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Um, hmm. I feel like you've got a, a pretty juicy one. So okay. I'll go first. How about that? Sure. So I was thinking about this, and I don't think we have talked about this before. Okay. But our neighbor mentioned that we should go see this place because mm-hmm. we can travel there from where we are. And I thought, hey, I don't think we've done an episode on this before. So I am talking today about Brand Castle, which is in Romania. Nice. And if that does not sound familiar or ring any bells, Brand Castle's favorite or most famous nickname is Dracula's Castle. <laughs> Which is actually kind of interesting because the castle and Dracula really don't have any connections to one another. So I found this kind of interesting to research because it kind of took a turn. Okay. Um, But nevertheless, it's kind of creepy and interesting. So. Took a turn. Took a turn. Reminds me of the time that um, (laughs) we were taking a turn down the hill um, with my dad. Not you weren't there. I was like, I don't remember this. (laughs) on an icy hill and the car like lost control and he literally just lifted his hands from the steering wheel and was just like, here we go. You're like, oh good. <laughs> like, you're not even going to try? <laughs> Goners. Uh, anyway, sorry. No, you're good. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So like I said, Brain Castle really has very few links to Dracula. And when I say Dracula, I'm referring to the book Dracula mm-hmm. written by Bram Stoker, as well as the movie versions of Dracula. So, That is kind of the reference point here. Um, So, ironically, the only real link to Dracula that Bran Castle has is one of its prisoners who is thought to be the inspiration for Dracula. And we're going to talk about him. Um, But to give you a little history on the castle itself, and I highly recommend you Google because it's quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can go visit. There is a restaurant inside, and you can take tours now. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's definitely on the, the list of travel. Yeah. Um, so to give you some kind of just background, it was first built in 1377, so that tells Whoa. you how old it is, by King Louis I of Hungary. Um, it's been renovated multiple times throughout history, and in 1920, it became the palace of the Romanian royal family. Okay. So from 1920 to 1932, it became the summer home to Queen Maria and her family. Um, and Queen Maria apparently had a huge hand in decorating the castle um, and kind of making it look how it looks today. Mm-hmm. So after her death, she left the castle to Princess, I think this is Liana, Liana, okay. um, who married the Archduke Anton of Austria in 1938. Um, or that's when the castle was left to her. And she continued kind of uh, Queen Maria's work of continuing to renovate the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, now in 1948, the princess and her children fled Romania because of the newly installed communist regime in the area. And she eventually actually ended up living with her children in the USA until she died. Interesting tie to the the States I did not expect. Yeah. She ended up joining a convent, and in 1961 she was ordained as Mother Alexandra. Um, And she did a lot of, obviously, philanthropy work. Um, She did a lot of, like, lectures and talks about, you know, what it was like being a member of the royal family, having to flee due to the communist regime. She ended up being able to go back to Brand Castle in September of 1990. 
Um, and this was really kind of a powerful moment because it really had been ravaged by everything going on in Europe. And, Mm -hmm. um, it, she said she was quite heartbroken to see all the damage that had been done Mm -hmm. because from everything I read, this seemed like a very fond place to them, um, that they would stay in the summer. So she goes back in 1990 to see the castle. Um, and she actually ended up dying, uh, I believe in 1991 in Pennsylvania, she is buried there, but I thought this was kind of sweet. She was buried with a box containing dirt from Bran Castle Aww. with her. Um, so that's that, crazy that that was like in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. And in 2009, after many legal battles um, between, it sounds like, the government and the uh, descendants of the royal family, the heirs of Princess Lyanna, or Lyanna won the rights to Bran Castle. So today it is in the possession of Archduke Dominic, Archduchess Maria Magdalena and Archduchess uh, Elizabeth. So it is back in the hands of the royal family. Mm -hmm. However, they have opened it up for tourists and you can go visit. Mm -hmm. Um, It looked, I think I saw on their uh, website, it was like nine euro to take a tour. So it's very affordable, which I love. Which most of Europe is. Yeah, it's very affordable here, which is very, very nice. So I found that was kind of interesting, but... Again, the topic is Dracula and mm-hmm. Dracula's castle. So what is, you know, why? How did Bran Castle end up getting the nickname Dracula's castle? Mm-hmm. So Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, never actually visited the castle. <laughs> he never went there. So that's like similar to like Mary Shelley and, mm-hmm. and the Frankenstein's castle. Yeah. yeah. So interestingly enough, the descriptions of the castle that uh, Stoker gives in the book Dracula pretty much only fit Bran Castle. It's the only castle in Transylvania that fit that description. Okay. So that's how it received the nickname, Dracula's Castle. Um, just to give you some information about the book itself, Dracula was published in England in 1897. And it, I found this kind of funny, too, that while today we you know, associate Dracula with scary, vicious vampires, Dracula is not actually a scary name at all. It's derived from um, the Crusader Order of the Dragon, and um, it's associated with the real-life person that Dracula is thought to be based on, who was Vlad the Impaler. So, like, Dracula was like a family name. It Mm -hmm. meant nothing scary, but it's just been associated now due to the book. Gotcha. So, um, it was also, the book was also heavily influenced by a lot of supernatural folklore in villages around Bran Castle. Um, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, so I'm so sorry. Sterogui? Sterogi? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I have, that's the best I could do. This was the tale, or kind of this lore, that there were people who were just normal during the day, but at night their souls were able to leave their bodies to torment others. Nice. And this kind of influences the idea of like vampires as yeah. well. So that all kind of came together to form the Dracula story. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the actual person who, you know, inspired the character Dracula because he was a nasty Nelly. Uh oh. So an ass nozzle coming up. Yeah, he's he's pretty wild. <laughs> so Vlad the Impaler, which kind of tells you we're we're going to be into some heavy stuff here yeah. soon. So trigger warning: this can get a little graphic. Um, also known as uh, I think Vlad uh, Dracula or Dracul or Dracula, I think is the correct pronunciation. He lived from 1431 to 1476. Okay. And for a brief time, he was actually a prisoner at Bran Castle. Mm-hmm. He was captured, um, and he did spend a little time there. 
Now, he was the ruler of a principality called Wallachia, mm-hmm. um, which I believe at the time was in Transylvania, and then I believe Transylvania became Romania, if I was following that line correctly. Okay. Now, um, you don't get the uh, nickname Vlad the Impaler for nothing. <laughs> so he was really known for his vicious forms of torture towards his enemies. Um, for example, in 1456, he had to uh, lead a campaign to defend Wallachia from invasion, um, and it's said that he beheaded his opponent, Vladislav II, during hand-to-hand combat. Um, he kind of decided after this that he needed to gain more power over his lands, so he invited basically neighboring leaders from um, you know other kingdoms to come to dinner, and basically promptly, while they were all having dinner, had them all stabbed and then impaled nice. while they were eating. Okay. It's, it's giving me, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but it was really giving me Red Wedding vibes if anyone else watches Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Um, so not a, not a nice dude. Now, you not like let them finish dinner? Just I know. Straight like, up just, like eating a chicken wing and then like... Whoosh. Yeah, I don't know. But he, he was not... Not a nice guy. What, what was the point? Just He wanted to gain control of their land, so he literally brought everybody to dinner, killed them all, and then said, well, guess your land is mine. <laughs> so, yeah, not nice. Um, another story is that uh, diplomats uh, came to visit Vlad, and they basically um, refused to remove their hats when they met him for religious reasons. But he felt very offended by that, so he decided that they never needed to take off their hats again and ordered his guards to have their hats nailed to their heads. Oh. So, the guy was particularly not nice. Dang it. He's, Ow. Yeah. Reminds me of Happy Gilmore when the guy gets the nail on his oh head. <laughs> very unhappy Gilmore. <laughs> so... He's estimated to have killed 80,000 people. Oh, my. 80,000. So just kind of let that marinate. Um, And as I mentioned before, he was captured, I think, for about two months and spent some time at Bran Castle. So literally, that is really the only connection to Dracula that the castle has. So it kind of gets a bad rap for that. Yeah. Um, Because it's actually quite beautiful. It's not a scary castle. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, creepy and dilapidated. You think it's like a on top of a hill just like looking mm-hmm. creepy and mm-hmm. scary yeah. yeah so um i guess the one question is is it haunted if it doesn't really have any ties to dracula um it, this is kind of hotly debated and i could not find any like specific hauntings okay. however i did read a news article that in 2021 a um okay. we don't like to talk about that year yeah no <laughs> pretty much from 2020 to 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, a paranormal investigator named Peggy McGuire, who is from Tampa, Florida, was chosen to lead an overnight investigation in the castle. Nice. Um, and she claims during that investigation that they, using a spirit box, which if you don't know what a spirit box is, it is um, a device that uh, uses radio waves, scanning them to pick up uh, voices, which basically it's thought that spirits can relay messages through the spirit box. Mm-hmm. They did claim that they received messages over the spirit, spirit box that were in Romanian that they, I think they were working to translate it, but I couldn't find any, you know, specific translations. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, she also claimed that when using dowsing rods, mm-hmm. again, if you don't know what a dowsing rod is, it's a thin metal, um, kind of, it looks like a hanger. Kind of like a clothes hanger. Yeah. yeah. And you just hold them and you ask questions. And if the rods cross, it means either yes or no. 
or if they go apart, it means one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually used those when we were in St. Augustine yep, doing the uh, old jail. That was crazy. That was interesting. Yeah. She claims that when she was using dowsing rods, she was able to speak with Vlad directly, and he did confirm to her that he was indeed imprisoned there during the investigation. Oh. So, not specific hauntings, but, you know, I kind of found it interesting to... Well, it, just, it definitely seems like a spooky place and a spooky background, and, like, yeah. well, it seems like it has a huge spook factor. It does, yeah, okay. but I definitely want to go there. Yeah. I'll have to look up how far we are from that. It's, like, an eight-hour drive, so mm. definitely, like, probably... Just a quick flight yeah. there, but um, it's been recommended by multiple people. Yeah. So we should do it. Yeah, I agree. So apparently right now, flying in Europe is like insane for some reason. It is insane, and I'm a little angry because our major airport hub does not have Ryanair. And we can, we are not flying Ryanair. That shit is terrifying. You ever seen the TikTok? But it's cheap. <laughs> do you want to die? <laughs> I flew. I've flown Ryanair many times. <laughs> it is not a first-class experience, but if you want a hella cheap ticket, that is... Well, I'll catch you there, then. Okay. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> Fair. Oh. We weren't going to make it through without a crunk and wagon. Yeah. Wagon coming through. Crunk and wagon. Crunk and wagon. <laughs> <laughs> My squeaky chair. Yes. Um, it was such a like funny thing to get used to here. We live literally across... I don't, there's, it's not a hospital. I think they have, like, stations I think where, it's, like, a hub for yeah. ambulances. So, yeah. like, ambulances are just, and must be, like, EMS. In a line, yeah. Kind of just here and there that bring you to the hospital, which is really smart. Yeah. Um, but the sirens here are so different. Like they this, sound different. Yeah. They just sound, like, I don't know. But did you notice the other day? Like, they're very, like, I, I would say specifically germany like, it's quiet Sundays. Yes, Like, yes. they're very much about, like, inconveniencing people. Like, mm-hmm. I heard for the first time one of our neighbors was, like, asking someone to, like, stop hit, like hitting the railing. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> they are serious about it. <laughs> um, but did you notice they were driving down? We were getting into our car. Mm-hmm. And then they were driving by us. And I, like, obviously I just, like, turned my head to look to see. And they were obviously coming down the road. But they turned the siren off, like, going, like, by us. Mm. And then once they got kind of far, farther past they us, turned they turned it back, back on. And I was like, interesting. Light. Another cool thing I realized here is that, like, in the U.S., if you, like, if there's an ambulance behind you, you're mm-hmm. supposed to pull over so they can get around yeah. you. But here, it's very specific. So here, if there's an ambulance coming, everyone on the left pulls to the far left and everyone on the right pulls to the far right. So mm-hmm. it makes a hole for them to go through. Yes. And they will fucking mow you down. Yeah. That, no, they're very serious. And about the city that. buses will mow you down. Yeah, they do the not care. Buses, yeah. They do not care. They're on another level. They are. They don't follow any of the rules. The buses just go <laughs> straight through the lights. They just get like a free pass. But they have their own thing. lanes too for a lot yeah. of it. So like, I get it, but yeah, they, they do you not care. You have to worry about So I was looking because you had said something that, reminded me of the Bell Witch mm-hmm. cave and remember before like it was all during COVID since Gabby Ghoul has lived in Nashville we've wanted to go is it open it is open are you kidding no oh. <laughs> so Gabby Ghoul fuck go before you leave and yeah. tell us all about it I know what the hell what the hell that's dumb yeah I was really pumped to go and then we saw it was closed I was like no, no I know yeah, so it's open. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. That was a good one. Thank I really you. enjoyed that. I learned a lot. I didn't realize that it wasn't actually like... So it like didn't really have yeah. anything to do with Dracula? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I thought so. 
I had another funny thought in my head. I have lots of thoughts in my head. <laughs> True. Um, you were saying like Transylvania mm-hmm. and the movie Hotel Transylvania. It's a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched some children in Virginia mm-hmm. and she was probably two or three. So she, her speech was still like she was yeah. learning. And the mom was still home. She was like upstairs doing something. And the little girl just keeps going. Halloweenia, like, and she was trying to tell me that she wanted to watch something, mm-hmm. and it was Halloweenia. Like, <laughs> I'm like, baby, I don't know what you're saying. Like, can you point to it? And like, it wasn't on the TV. It was like Netflix, and the mom literally yells out, "She goes, I know it's silly, but it's Hotel Transylvania." <laughs> I'm like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Makes more sense. So anytime I hear Transylvania, I think of Halloweenia. Fair enough. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right, you ready? I am. All right. Um, so we're not going to go too far, but probably a plane ride. Okay. Uh, from Romania. We could get there by train. Mm-hmm. So or we could drive. We definitely could drive. Although you have to have like a special sticker. I think we have it. Oh. But. Yeah. There's like some emissions because, um, where we live has an emissions like. Zone. Zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, sorry. That's our washing machine. It's okay. <laughs> They're not here for quality. <laughs> They probably can hear the fan blasting on us right yeah, now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so we are going to Paris. Um, more specifically, the Paris Catacombs. Ooh, I've always wanted to see that. I have too. Um, so literally is like on the top of like one of the top places on my list. We were going to go, remember, when we were going to go to Paris right before the world shut down? Yeah, for Gabby Gould's graduation. graduation. And we still haven't gotten to go anywhere. <laughs> Thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were supposed to go. The catacombs were definitely on our list mm-hmm. to go. Sure were. Um, they're in, they're incredible. Yeah, um, it's insane. So I'm assuming most people will know what this is. If you don't, um, it's basically just like an underground graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is said to hold the bones of more than six million people. That's insane. That's a lot of that's a lot of people. It really is. Um, I think I started doing like research on this and. For whatever reason, I just wasn't digging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that I did. It was, like, a little tough to kind of, like, comb get through into. and get into. But once I did, I was like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was created to help um, an issue in the city that there were, like, overcrowding in mm-hmm. cemeteries. And yep. it was, like, becoming a really big problem. Yeah. Um, so, basically, there was this cemetery, and it was called, uh, I just lost, oh, the St. Innocence Cemetery, okay. which was the largest and oldest cemetery in Paris. Okay. Um, however, it was, like, way overcrowded. Mm-hmm. It had started being used as a cemetery in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. and was used until the 18th century. Oh, damn. So, there was a lot of bodies in there. Sure. Um, and it was often used as like a mass grave Mm -hmm. they just piled bodies in there. Sure. Um, and that cemetery was closed in 1780 due to overuse. Mm -hmm. Fair. Um, so a lot of the bodies were exhumed and moved to another spot Mm -hmm. while the catacombs were being built. Okay. Um, I didn't, well, I I could not do that as a job. Mm Mm-mm. Um, so the construction begins and I'm trying to, I I don't speak French, so I'm going to do my best again. 
um, to say it correctly, but it basically starts and goes south from Barrer de Enfer. I know that is probably horrifically. I'm so <laughs> sorry to anybody that speaks French. Um, but that's also known as the Gate of Hell. Ooh, so that's nice. ominous. It is, right? But I mean, it's holding six million mm-hmm. bodies. So it's like an Acropolis. It's, and it's huge. So the part that you can see is actually quite small mm-hmm. compared to like the actual... I don't think they've mapped the whole thing out. They haven't. That's insane. They, yeah. I mean, it goes on forever. Yeah. And it's just like a network of tunnels. Yeah. Um, and so very easy to get lost. Uh, that's yeah. why you, it's well marked and you stay... With your group. With your group at all times. Um, obviously, it is illegal to go off somewhere else. By yourself. Um, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, like I said, this is all underground um, being built. And once it was kind of ready to start receiving bodies, um, they would just take the bodies and put them in, like, covered wagons mm-hmm. and, like, drive them there. Um, and would just put them into a mine shaft and yeah. lower them down mm. and just start piling. Dang. Um, so some cemeteries, they were being overused as well. And so the bodies were going to go to the catacombs, mm-hmm. but it's all like bone remains, right. not like actual, like still like having Tissue. flesh and yeah. Um, so they would bury them for a few years and then exhume them. Oh. And then bring them oh. to the catacombs. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a revolving door. Of, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really busy for many years, being used as kind of like this, like, I would say, mass grave. Yeah, sure. Um, but it kind of started to, like, just be forgotten. Like, that kind of wasn't being used mm-hmm. anymore. And this was, like, for years. Okay. It kind of just stopped being put to use. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of fast forward to the 19th century, um, and then this area, you know, of Paris was starting to kind of ramp up and be used more often, like concerts and like mm-hmm. festivals and stuff. Right. Um, so the city is kind of like, we need to kind of do something about like kind of what's going on underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, so their idea was to renovate it. Okay. All right. Um, so at first, obviously, it's just like this big network of tunnels just filled with just random yeah. bones. Um, so this is in 1810, Louis Etienne Hercart de Thury. Again, so sorry. Okay. Um, he was the director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that had it renovated to kind of what it is today. Okay. Um, which is kind of like a, a mausoleum, yeah. I would say, yeah, at this yeah. point. Um, a lot of, obviously, the bones are not, it's not like full bodies of people right um they use mostly skulls and femur bones Mm. to kind of i don't want to say the word beautiful but it kind of is like in in a very macabre way yeah yeah i mean it's It's very intricate art yeah i mean it's Mm -hmm. i I mean it definitely is art yeah um so that's kind of where that came from he just wanted it to look and i mean it was successful yeah i mean we definitely want to go um so there is also another room that I found interesting that he had built down there um, that shows all the different minerals that they found mm. kind of underground in Paris. Interesting. Um, and then there's also a room that has a wall of skeletal deformities that they found. Huh. So like, okay. you can go in and just see like and see those. different deformities yeah. of like bodies that they had found. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so that's kind of like the history of where it came from, and right? Where it is today, from where sure. it started. Um, my question was: Are they still adding bodies mm, to the catacombs? That's a good question. The answer is no. Okay. Um, the most recent bodies that were put there were um, from the um, people that had died in the riots in the uh, Place de Grève, the Hotel de Brienne, and the Rue Mesli. Um, and this was in 1788. These were just kind of mm. like where a lot of people died okay. for a lot of different events. I did not go into what they were, why they were, but there were a significant amount of bodies. Sure. And then that's where they put them. Okay. Um, so fast forward for a little more history. During World War II, the Parisian members of the French resistance used the catacombs in secrecy. Um, and it was where Colonel Roll Tangle led the insurrection for the liberations of Paris in June of 1944. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess underground is a pretty, pretty good way to, you know, yeah. stay hidden. Yeah, sure. Um, so like you had said earlier, the catacombs are not fully like, no one knows how big they are. Right. Really. So they actively, a lot of police, mm-hmm. um, go down and kind of go through. And so like they discover a lot. I'm sure. Your poor little chap lips. Uh, my chap lips. Sorry. <laughs> I took a chapstick break. That's okay. Your poor little lips are so chapped. Yeah. Um, so this was in 2004. Okay. Um, the police were down there. Um, just kind of bopping Doing around. Um, they were walking, and they were pretty far into the tunnels. Like, they were pretty deep in. And... <laughs> Sorry, I just made myself laugh. Why? Uh, <laughs> Water break. Sorry, because I have the mind of a 12-year-old boy. Um, so they heard kind of like... Um, like, it was like being piped in. But it was dogs barking. But they could tell it wasn't like an actual live dog. Mm-mm. And I've been like, well, thank you. I mean, just go back where I came from. I'm going to turn around. We didn't come over here. All good. <laughs> um, so that obviously very was very intriguing to them. It uh, spiked their terrifying. interest. So they followed it. Yeah. And found a whole ass, like, movie theater in there. It's just, dang. Like, what the hell? So they, like, start looking around. There's literally, like, a screen. And this is, like, modern. This isn't, mm-hmm. like, from way back this when. This was 2004? It, this was in 2004. Mm-hmm. There was a screen. There were 20 seats. There was, like, film equipment. There were film reels with, like, what? movies from, like, 2004. So, like, like how, what, where, why? Um, there was a fully stocked bar and, like, a straight-up, like, restaurant-style kitchen. Like, how? Did, how? <laughs> For one. I know. So they were like freaked out. Mm, uh, yeah. There was no, they didn't see anybody. They didn't hear anybody. They just heard right. like piped in like dogs barking. Oh no. I'd have been like, um, and they looked up and there were cameras all around Ew. and they were like blinking red. Like filming so, like, them. You could tell like you were being filmed. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. And I'm going to butcher this again. I'm so sorry. I never spoke French a day in my life. Um, they found a note that said, nay, Cherches Pass, um, which translates to "Don't Search." Interesting. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a head out. Yeah, that's <laughs> not for me. Thank you. Um, so apparently, there's this group called Less UX um, that stands for Urban Experiment. I guess. Okay. Um, it's a very secretive group that basically helps restore Paris's in underground infrastructure. Hmm. How nice of them. Okay. Um, 
but a lot of people don't like we don't really know who they are what yeah. they do apparently there's this clock that was like renovated by them that they just like went and did it and hmm. oh, good for them interesting um but I, I had to Google that because I'm like, this is that's weird. That's but very weird. They okay. claimed that that was them. They did that. Yeah. Huh. Like, how do you get down there? How do you get electricity down there? Like, yeah. That's many questions. Many questions. Um, okay. So that was kind of some more fun facts. Mm-hmm. More fun facts. This is um, like recent day. Um, okay. Airbnb, the company, yeah. paid 350,000 euro. And offered customers the chance to stay the night in the catacombs. Ooh. Yeah. I'm good. Like, no, I'm all good with that. Um, in 2017, a group of thieves broke into the catacombs, and they were able to escape. There was a cellar with shit ton of wine with 250,000 euro worth of wine. So are we just keeping everything down there? Like, we got wine, we got a movie theater, like... Sounds like a good time down there. Apparently. <laughs> Dang. Um, okay, so is it haunted? Of course, it's haunted. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a I would, I would say so. Spooky probably. podcast, of yep. course. Um, so some tips: do not stay past midnight. Um, no problem there. So, <laughs> couldn't even stay awake till midnight. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously, like I said earlier, the um, we get close on battery. <laughs> I'm almost done. Um. It's just a tiny, tiny piece of the entirety of, like, the catacombs, right, that you can go in. Yeah. Um, so you have to stay where it's very well marked. If It's said that if you are there past midnight and you're off to, like, where you're not supposed to be, you will hear voices. And the voices are, like, encouraging you to, like, keep going, keep moving, oh, keep, yeah. like, go deeper, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you're going to get lost and you'll probably never find your way out. Oh, no. So, leave before midnight. So, what I'm hearing is go to bed early. <laughs> Try again so in the morning. Nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Um, so, to kind of end it, and that kind of, this is going to follow along um, with kind of that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in the early 1990s. Mm-hmm. There, it's a group that are called the Cataphiles. Okay. Um, has nothing to do with cats, sadly. Interesting. Um, but it's people who regularly study the Paris catacombs. Yeah. Um, and so they're able to kind of go in. They know it, you know. They know the way. Pretty well. Yeah. Um, but they're also still trying to go see how, you know, see how far sure. it actually goes. Sure, it out, yeah. Yep. Um, so they were pretty far in, like farther than most people anybody thought. has ever gone. Um, and they saw something on the ground. And obviously it's very dark down there. Mm-hmm. And they picked it up and it was a camcorder. Oh. And there was nobody around. Um, so, of course, they're super, like, stoked and excited. Like, what is on this? this? Uh, so, they charge it up. They open it up. And it is, like, full of footage. Ooh. So, they start watching it. And it's, like, the walls of the catacombs. Um, but they're hearing just, like, weird, like, unhuman noises. Uh-uh. And there's a man talking. Um, but you can tell that he is, like, freaking out. Yeah. Um, he's hearing all these just disturbing sounds not coming from him. Yeah. Um, and he was just saying he was lost. He couldn't find his way out. Yeah. Um, he was recording. And so he started, like, running. Yeah. Like, he was just going left and right. And, like, obviously you could tell he was yeah. realizing, like, 
this is not going to end good. Um, so he's obviously desperate to get out. Yeah. Um, Should have followed the rules, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, and they said like he was talking like he was going mad in air quotes, but like, yeah, obviously was distressed, very distressed, having a really hard time. Um, and the last part of the footage, and then obviously the camera had died, Mm -hmm. um, eventually they just saw the man drop the camera and just ran. Mm. And then that's it. That was, and they that never was the end of it. Found who this was. They have no idea who it was. They don't know if he made it out. If yeah. he most likely probably did not make it out, but they've not found discovered. Anyone. Right. Um, Eef. yeah. So he could be alive. He could be dead. We, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so this was funny, and I don't remember this at all. But you remembered my brother mm-hmm. saying that there was a movie that is most likely inspired by that. I think it is. Event. Yeah. Um, it's called As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. And it's one of his like absolute like favorite movies. Yeah. I didn't know you knew that. I've never even heard of the movie. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Um, but yeah, I remember him like going on and on about it one time. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I can watch that. I get freaked out. Yeah. That's why I follow the rules. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I saw, it gives me like, have you ever seen The Descent? Oh, it's been a long time. Ooh, that one freaked me out about caving. Like, Mm -mm. mm -mm, I don't need to go into a cave ever. No, thank you. I'm all good. I don't like, I'm claustrophobic. I probably could do that. I probably could do the catacombs. Yeah, I think I could too, but like, yeah, that's a heavy no for me. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, and hopefully we'll get to go to Paris soon and we can uh, go do that. it. Yeah, yeah that'd be a lot sure. of fun. Well, that was a good for one. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Good episode. Good topic. It's good. I'm getting hot. I know. It's starting to get real, real heaty. Well, hotty hot. Yes. But the high temperature for, I think the high temperature for today was 97 actual temp. Yeah. <laughs> the heat index, I'm sure, makes it hotter than that. 185, yeah. Um, 126. Yeah. <laughs> get it? Our episode. Oh, I gotcha. Um, sorry, our washing machine is actually taking off sorry. right now. <laughs> Sounds like a space shuttle back there. Um, but the temperature, the high temperature, I think tomorrow was supposed to be 96, or it was yesterday when I checked, mm. and now it's down to like 80, like 7 or 88. So I'm like, crossed. Ah. Like, hopefully, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. But the great thing that I've kind of figured out about here is. First, it gets chilly at night. It does. It does. Even when it's like super hot, you know, in Charleston, it stays in the 80s all through the night. Yeah. Um, Here, it does cool down. Mm -hmm. But it feels like we have a couple days where it's like pretty, like brutally hot. Yeah. And then Monday, it's literally a high of 70, like one. I'm so ready. So like we're going to freeze. I'm like, yeah. That's kind of a nice, like, it's true. Kind of having shitty days, and then you're just like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. And there's our and there, Well, we can wrap it up because right. we're almost done. Well, you keep talking. Let me open that door. What the hell am I going to talk about by myself? <laughs> did you just popcorn me on our own podcast? I did. You're going to have to keep talking because I can't talk. Why? Just open it up. Get back here. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go see Caitlin on Facebook. <laughs> Go see Matthew. Okay. I can't do Are that by good? myself. No. They're very nice. They don't bite. <laughs> She's got like stage fright. <laughs> um, yes, come visit me on Facebook. I yes. a lot of people come visit me on Facebook. I gotta be yeah, a little more active on lately. Like, it seems that way. It's because I'm everybody's favorite. We all know. That's very true. You're like you're like the great speaking voice, and I'm just like straight reading from my paper and just asking <laughs> dumb questions. No. 
But yes, go see Caitlin on Facebook. Go send her your animal pics. Yes. Come see us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore friends. We're on TikTok at Ghoul Friends Podcast. And if you have an email or a listener story, again, thank you, Ellie, the only person who sent one in. <laughs> you can send that to us at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And if you need to get yourself some sweet, sweet Ghoul Friends merch to keep cool and ghoul this summer. Oh, you can find that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. Good one. Nice. I think I want to go fill up one amazing part. I love literally everything about our house. Mm-hmm. One thing I've found, I don't know if it's a German thing or a European thing, but every house that we even looked at had giant bathtubs. It's true. Yeah. I think I'm going to go play mermaids and <laughs> fill it up with like cool water. So like it's like a swimming pool. Yeah. And then I'm going to go swimming in there. Cool off. Very fair. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up so you can go do that. All right. That sounds good. All right. Well, as always, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. Please do try to stay cool in these hot tents. Yes. As always. Oh, did you have something? <laughs> I did. And be careful with your animals, puppy dogs, especially when it gets hot. The tar. Yes. Is like way hotter than the actual temperature. So be careful with your puppy dogs. Don't let those precious little paws beans burn out there. (laughs) Nobody likes burnt beans. No, no, especially your dogs. Yes. All right. Well, for now, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. We're your cool friends. I have boob sweat. Yeah. (laughs)